Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. It's Harry Potter meets Blade Runner to give oh, people nice. a quick, easy way to wrap their mind around what they're about to hear. Uh, so Eleanor is our hero. She is a young witch in training, and she lives in this world where magic has recently been discovered like it's a new technology. So where magic has always existed, it's just always been in the realm of those who were kind of born with it, and it was just kind of kept on the down low. But now the scientists who work for the powers that be, we call it a corporatocracy that run this world where Eleanor lives, um, they've discovered just enough about what makes magic possible that they've harnessed it and commodified it. So now if you have money, you can buy access to magical abilities like we download apps. And it's made things very tense for the naturals and the powers that be have kind of relegated them to living in this huge slum outside the city called the Hex. And that's where our story begins. That story was brought to life by the team of Lindley Forrest, who's the CEO, Kelly Sue Milano, VP of Development, and Lisa K. Weber, who is a creative director and artist. The ladies pooled their talents to create this indie comic, along with an engaging mythology and eye-catching artwork. They're an indie label based in Los Angeles, and they were nominated for the Dwayne McDuffie Award for Diversity. These talented women reminded me that they are storytellers that just happen to be women. Their debut comic, Hex 11, blends SF and fantasy about a young witch. I start off talking to Lindley Forrest, who is the CEO, and then to Kelly Sue Milano, who is a head writer and VP of development, and then Lisa K. Weber, who is an artist and creative director. Here is my full conversation, taped on the Comic-Con floor. Talk about how this kind of came together. Uh, you know, I mean, this is women writing producing comics. That's so. right. That's right. Well, uh, Lisa K. Weber, who is the artist of this and, and the concept creator of Hex 11, and I've been friends for a long time. Um, we ended up just coincidentally in L.A., living in L.A. Uh, at the same time in about 2014, and she and I were having a conversation about... Um, She's been a freelance illustrator for a long time, and she was starting to get kind of burnt out, you know, kind of doing other people's stuff and just kind of losing her motivation. And I was like, well, and also talking about, like, as an artist, you're kind of your own bottleneck. Like, there's only so much work you can take on, so there's only ever so much money you're going to make. And how do we solve those problems? And I said, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And she said, oh, I would make comics. And I was like, oh, what, why? Do people read those? Like, I am not, it was not in the loop. And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. And I said, well, do you have some idea about it? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've got this idea I've been working on for like 10 years. And I was like, oh, crazy. Okay, well, tell me it. And so she lays this whole thing out, and it was fully fleshed out, like the whole world, she had characters. And then in talking through it, I realized a lot of her, because I'm familiar with her art, of course, that a lot of the stuff that she had been drawing was actually part in her mind of this larger hex world she had been creating so um, I said well this has legs this is really an amazing concept why don't we just put some structure around it and see what we get you know and so we did that and within a couple of months or maybe even yeah about a, about two months we really realized we were gonna need a writer and so my husband said, I have got the perfect person for you. You have to call Kelly Sumilano. She had worked with him at uh, an ad agency in L.A. And he said she just quit this job here. She was like an admin. And she's just quit this job to go take these um, TV writing classes at UCLA. And we were like, okay, cool. So we call Kelly Sue. We get together. And it was like kismet. Her and Lisa just clicked. And they did have all the same ideas and about the stuff. They had the same influences. And it was just this 
it was really kind of a crazy magical thing. And so the three of us got together and in earnest started working on the actual layout of the book and the script and such uh, late April of 2014. We had issue one done by August. We incorporated the business in August. We already had a table set up at Kamikaze, which is now called the LA Comic Con, uh, in October of 2014. And so we took what money we had between us, like out of our pockets, and we bought 150 books. We got printed um, from a local printer in LA. Um, it cost like $550 or something, which we were like, oh man, that's a lot of money. Um, but we thought this will last us like three shows. This will be good. Um, went to Kamikaze and sold out of all of our books by noon on Sunday. Wow. And so we were like, what? Okie dokie, I guess yeah. this, I guess we need to go make issue two now. And uh, then it's really just been a snowball since then. We um, have created an incredible fan base and they ask and demand more and we are glad to, to give it up. So Okay. About, let's talk about the story. Okay. So, and then we'll we'll get to the art, obviously. But. Well Lisa's also the the creator of the story. The concept so, the, the concept, concept creator. creator but yeah. you're the you're the that's true. Yeah. You're the builder. Just want to make sure that we're clear. <laughs> you're, you're the voice behind the characters. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. So, I mean, so obviously you work together to, we do. Uh, we do. to kind of... Uh, kind of see where you start and mm -hmm. where you end up. Do you have the entire story mapped out? Um, more or less. I think we we have it arced out through, I mean, loosely, certainly through four. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be working on three coming up here pretty soon. So, yeah, we, we have a pretty, we have a general idea of where we're headed. Yeah. yeah. We talk about ten issues. Ten, ten volumes. We talk about ten volumes. Yeah, it's kind so of where we're headed. So, is it like, um, like, I, a great example I use is a TV producer once said, we know we're going from New York to L.A., but if we find a cool place to stop, we'll stop there. Is that... Is the story that flexible, or you know exactly where you're going to go with no stop? I think stop? it is that flexible, and I think that it it kind of has to be flexible up until you've finalized your script, um, because you can get flashes of inspiration at any point in the process where you're like, oh man, we had it this way, but this way is even more amazing, or whatever. So I think like building flexibility into your story is is only going to serve you in the end. So the look, this is something that kind of just came to you? Was it just like doodling around or just the idea came to you and then the characters kind of maybe spoke to you a little bit? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, the you know, from my earliest influences being like Disney Sleeping Beauty and like Jim Henson's Dark Crystal and stuff like that, like I've been developing a style pretty much all my life ever since childhood. Um, uh, and then honing my skills as a freelance illustrator for many, many years to the point where it was like, okay, this idea that I've been chewing on in my brain, I feel like I finally have the, the chops <laughs> to do it all. But yeah, I mean, it's all been kind of like an organic, uh, stylistic process anyway to being where it is now. Tell you, what strikes me is the movement and the use of color and how it all blends together to, to create the right mood. And it's really important, actually. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I've always believed in the power of anticipation. <laughs> so that's why I like to have a lot of action. So you can kind of feel where the image is going. 
um, and where it's coming from. And you're just kind of seeing one snippet of it, but you can feel the life of it all. Um, and color-wise, oh man, I loved color theory. It was something I, I enjoyed learning about and diving into, and I love using it in Hex. I really do. Now, how do you, uh, you work primarily on computer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I learned in the real world how to do everything, like <laughs> using with pencils and charcoal and pen and ink and paint and everything. And that's all great, and I love it, but um, I started going more and more in the digital direction several years ago, and then I would guess maybe three, four, five years ago, I finally went just completely digital from start to finish, just because ideas come in my head and it's the quickest way to get them out of my head and into the world. Yeah. Not to mention now it's, everything's delivered digitally anyway, so it's yeah. going to have to get there, so might as well just cut out the middle part. You know? I see a lot of different influences, so what were the ones when you were you know, kind of honing your art skills that spoke to you? Oh, well, like I said, um, Sleeping Beauty, uh, so like even Earl and uh, that kind of ilk. Uh, were major influences of mine. Um, Jim Henson. And yeah, Jim Henson, David Lynch, as far as like color and mood goes. Uh, so, yeah, those are the immediate influences that always kind of come to mind when people ask that question. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. All right, so let's, let's talk about the story, just for people who don't know. Uh, what What's the story about, and uh, this way they can kind of get a thumbnail sketch and want to dive in a little. Well, uh, we like to say it's Harry Potter meets Blade Runner to give oh, people nice. a quick, easy way to wrap their mind around what they're about to hear. Uh, so Eleanor is our hero. She is a young witch in training, and she lives in this world where magic has recently been discovered like it's a new technology. So where magic has always existed, it's just always been in the realm of those who were kind of born with it, and it was just kind of kept on the down low. But now the scientists who work for the powers that be, we call it a corporatocracy that run this world where Eleanor lives, um, they've discovered just enough about what makes magic possible that they've harnessed it and commodified it. So now if you have money, you can buy access to magical abilities like we download apps. And it's made things very tense for the naturals and the powers that be have kind of relegated them to living in this huge slum outside the city called the Hex. And that's where our story begins. You mentioned Comixology when we were talking earlier. So you can get it as a as a hardcover. Most certainly, yeah. We You can always find us at shows um, where we sign books and usually have everything we're selling there. Um, we also, you can go to hexcomics.com, that's H-E-X-C-O-M-I-X.com, and we ship all around the world. Uh, but also, Comixology is a huge, huge partner of ours, and they are lovely. And they've been very effective in allowing us to reach in a worldwide audience. And you can uh, find Volume 1 right now is up there on Comixology Unlimited, and and uh, Volume 1 and 2 are available just straight up on the Comixology Submit platform. Now, they do do something where the comics have movement to them. Is that something you're going to explore? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, no, they, what is it? It's called um, well, Guided they have View. Guided View. Yeah, Guided where View. Where they kind of go view, from right. panel to panel. So, yeah, so, all, so the, all of our books are available in Guided yeah, View. If you, yeah, that's if you're fantastic. into that. Yeah, and it's neat. People talk a lot about um, when reading a comic book that it reads like a movie. Right. That it's got this real animated feel to it. And like Lisa right. was saying, because of the there is a lot of anticipation, like panel to panel. You And it moves because Kelly... Sue's so clever and the voices are so succinct, you know, all the different characters and it moves so fluidly that you can go through 12 issues in no time. It's, and so Guided View really, when we 
when they found out that they were doing that and they were like, oh, you need to, you know, kind of conform your digital standard to this, we were like, gladly, because it really uh, kind of brings the whole comic book to life. All right, so... I guess this is going to take up most of your time right now, or is there something maybe that, a different title that you're planning? We are actually working on, and we've got a new title coming out. It's called, currently, Divorce, A Love Story. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. It is a memoir that Kelly Sue has written that Lisa is going to illustrate. It is a standalone graphic novel, but it is our our next new endeavor, which we're excited about. We have been working diligently on Hex 11 now for, um, you know, I guess almost four years. So uh, we also have a couple of other scripts in the works. So we, we are a, a publisher, and we, we know our whole... Our main focus is to be a platform where people who have great stories to tell that the mainstream don't necessarily pay attention to can find a home and a voice. So uh, we are constantly talking to other artists and other writers who have stories they want to tell, and we're very eager to help them do that. So yeah, talk about divorce, a love story. Yeah. I've been through that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but, know, but, right? but there's a happy ending. I'm happily married now for eight years. Yeah, so. there you go. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And she's, she, she's a fan, probably would be a fan of this. So. Oh, awesome. I she like the sound cool, of her already. <laughs> yeah, she is cool. She's yeah. Cool. I like She was weaned on Buffy, so. Oh, oh very well, She's yeah. one of yeah. ours. Yeah, yeah. She, she, belongs, yeah. She, she belongs, belongs to us. <laughs> she belongs in the house, for sure. Yeah, I think she'd really like it as a matter That's awesome. Um, well, the idea for Divorce, A Love Story um, came to me after I was going through a divorce. And um, at the time, I remembered feeling, I remembered really noticing kind of like the lack of any creative anything that spoke about that experience in a, in a meaningful way. Um, there wasn't even really a lot of literature that, that, I mean, there's plenty of books written about divorce and how to go through it and whatever, but that was for people who were either much older than me or had children or it was a totally different experience and then as I was going through that I a handful of uh, of my friends who are kind of in my age group were also going through this same experience and it's like well, what is this how does this work it feels like a breakup but we're married and so our whole like it was just a really interesting experience and I wanted to write about it um, and hopefully write about it in such a way that that suggests like there's no such thing as a failed relationship and that you know that your time together can be meaningful and can launch you into you know the lives that you're supposed to lead and it doesn't have to be this big terrible thing um, so that was a loss yeah exactly yeah. It, it all depends on your perspective and so that's kind of what's explored um, in the book and in the story oh cool Very yeah cool. he's just illustrating it which is fabulous and so it has a, a very fantastic I mean something a very whimsical feel to it which is you know and I think she's going to be able to capture kind of the the melancholy but also the beauty and the the kind of challenge that comes with going through a life change like that what kind of color palette are you using for that (laughs) it's black and white yes (laughs) yes um it's uh you know it's it's a monochrome. Yes. I think I always like to think of it like it's almost like it's handwritten. Yeah. You know, because it's there's this, it's a very personal story. Yeah. Um, although it's not like exactly all the details of Kelly Sue's personal yeah. life, but it's this very personal story, and it's almost like it's being written out. It's just instead of it being words, it's in visual drawings. You know. And I, I'm still it's still all digital, but there will be kind of like a watercolor type effect, like a wash type of effect to it, which is good because. As we were discussing, there's a theme of water. There's a theme of water. And so 
I'm excited to tie that in. <laughs> no, that's cool. And actually, with black and white, you can do like all kinds of shadings and things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost, no, almost like a noir look if you want. Yes, yes. So I like right. that. Yeah. Well, something about black and white that works really well, too. It does. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It, really it reminds us of times gone by. <laughs> it's timeless, really. It is If you're lucky in life, you come across people you meet and create a synergy like I sensed here between these talented ladies. It was so easy to kind of get caught up in their enthusiasm and how it blends with their talents to create a truly special graphic novel. I just really love the artwork. I urge you to visit them at hexcomics.com and Comixology. In Hex Comics, comics is spelled C-O-M-I-X. And I'm Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for joining me. Till next time.